Wednesday morning. We produce these on Wednesday. They go up Wednesday if you're watching it on any other day of the week. Well, <laughs> you know it went up Wednesday. At least we try to. Some days we're on time and other days, well, it might be uh, a little late, a little early. I said days, should be weeks though. How you doing? My name is Mike. I'm the uh, host. This is the FBTV podcast. It is also a video podcast. You may be able to see it uh, on YouTube, or if you are a client of Tautoy, you can watch this in the Insider. So, totally up to you. If not, uh, our podcast is available on pretty much all the popular podcast apps. Just do a uh, do a search on your podcast app for Freight Broker TV. All right, very good. In addition to being your host, I'm the lead consultant for Tautoa. Tautoa, if you don't already know, is a transportation and logistics training and consulting firm. We have been training and consulting freight broker professionals for two decades plus. Matter of fact, if you are planning or thinking about entering a career in transportation, Behind the desk, not behind the wheel, behind the desk. As a freight broker, freight broker agent, check us out. We'd be happy to help you. We've helped thousands of people like you to become successful brokers and uh, transportation professionals. You can check us out at taltoa.com. <clears throat> That's T-A-L-T-O-A.com. Now, what is going on today? There's a lot of stuff going on. Topic today is going to be giving quotes as a new broker. Quoting loads as a new broker. A lot of times, you, uh, you know, when you're making a sales call, the potential customer, they say something like, uh, well, how much to move this load? Give me a quote on this, you know. We're going to be talking about that today. Other things we're talking about today, uh, Class 8 sales are up in June. Oil, fuel. Yeah, we are all feeling that currently, aren't we? Fuel tax increases. Uh, yeah, let's sit on this right now. If you are a driver, and this is July 14th, by the way. If you're listening to this podcast uh, and you're in Indiana, today it's ghost truck day in Indiana. What does that mean to you? Well, the Indiana State Police, what they do, they put a trooper in an unmarked big truck. <laughs> They're gearing up for a major enforcement effort designed to catch those who are distracted behind the wheel or driving aggressively near commercial motor vehicles. They are out, apparently, to seek out four-wheelers. But if you are a driver and you're driving aggressively near another commercial vehicle well guess what you're going to get it too but anyway it's going on today uh indiana state police motor uh, commercial motor vehicle enforcement division going to team up with uh indiana state police's lowell tow road indianapolis sellersburg and pendleton district for a trooper in a truck enforcement detail this is also known as ghost truck ISP Aviation Section will be assisting in the effort of the uh, Pendleton District. Going to be a bear in the air. <laughs> the ghost truck effort designed to catch those who are distracted behind the wheel 
or driving aggressively <clears throat> near commercial vehicles. So be on the lookout for that today. I don't know. I saw a picture of the ghost truck. It looked like a black unmarked truck, but that could be just the picture. Know what I mean? Also, uh, if you're driving, you, you already know this by now. It's Operation Safe Driver Week. Going to be uh, extra enforcement on the road. Seeking, well, the emphasis this year is going to be on speeders. People speeding, so keep that in mind. Matter of fact, I was uh, on the road the other day. And I know this car that went around me. They couldn't have been going four or five miles over the speed limit. And they got pulled over, and they, it, it got my attention. You know, I set my cruise at uh, 65, the speed limit, and uh, said, the heck with it, I'm not going to take that chance. Don't need, I don't need a visit by the uh, Smoky Bear. It's not, I don't care if it's local, state, or whatever. Nobody wants that. But anyway, Operation Safe Driver Week going on through uh, Saturday, July 17th. Fuel prices. Well, diesel's pretty much no change. Barely, but you can't really tell it. 333, same pretty much as it was last week. Gasoline, though, it's up a penny. 313, a gallon up from uh, 312 last week. Now, let's talk about this for a minute. Uh, oil has hit a 33-month high, $75 a barrel, $75.25 a barrel to be exact. That's up. 56% since November. What happened in November? You know, two and two sometimes is four. So keep that in mind. Oil rose to the highest price in more than two and a half years. As prospects of an imminent flood of crude exports from Iran and other major producers waned, while the International Energy Agency warned of a deepening supply crunch. Why the increase? Oil prices have surged more than 50% this year. As vaccination... Th this is what they're saying. This is, this is the official tone. Vaccination rollouts accelerated the reopening of economies, boosting fuel consumption. OPEC and allied crude producers have supported prices by taking a gradual approach to uh, resurrecting shuttered supplies. What about uh, the things that have been done in this country to slow production? You know, there uh, for a while, we were pretty self-dependent, and the oil prices went down. November, the election, and prices start going up. Granted, I'll give you a little bit there that, uh, yeah, the, the coronavirus in 2020 thing, yeah, it played a role, but come on, 50%, 56% since November. I don't know, I kind of find that hard to believe, but it is what it is. And, and it's, it'll probably stay that way for a while. So, what does that mean to everyone? Well, diesel is going to be going up, gasoline is going to be going up. You're going to feel the crunch at the pump, obviously, but uh, with diesel going up, what a lot of people don't understand is that uh, when fuel goes up for the big truck, prices go up on things you buy. Matter of fact, I saw something, a news article yesterday. I, I noticed it back 10, 11 years ago with the uh, recession. Uh, but somebody pointed out, I think it was Buyer's Ice Cream, 
how the price has stayed the same, but the packages have gotten smaller and smaller and smaller, but the prices have been staying the same. I noticed that with the coffee uh, back in uh, 08, no, 09. Prices stayed the same, but the amount you got when you purchased a can of coffee was uh, a lot less, but it is what it is. But yeah, prices are going to be going up. <clears throat> Now, Class A sales in June, second highest uh, this year. <clears throat> U.S. retail sales of Class A, the big truck vehicles in June, punched over 19,000. That's according to wardsauto.com. <clears throat> Reached the second highest volume this year. June improved 49.4% to 19,840 compared with a year ago. Sales a year ago were 13,276. Uh, March has been higher this year when sales cleared more than 22,000. June trailers ordered 11,100. That's down from 13,441 a year ago. And uh, not to be surprised, people are replacing their trucks, adding to it. I, I, I read an article some, somewhere. I forget what uh, state they were in uh, or town. But they had about $3 million worth of semis, expanding their trucking operation. A lot of that's going on right now. Uh, Got to be careful, though. Things are getting back to normal. They are getting back. <laughs> Don't pay attention to the news, first of all, because <laughs> it's if, if you're, you know, they're reporting whatever the talking points are, appears to be. And I'm not just saying the Democrats are doing it, but they're every, every it depends on what network you're watching, if you get the idea, if you're watching uh brand x over here network they're going to be presenting the talking points for the political party they're behind and if you're watching brand y over here they're going to be you know presenting news that uh follow the talking points of uh their particular political party so you got to take it with a grain of salt you know i'm sick of this the sky is falling stuff you know and that, that's what you hear you know no matter what network you're watching or what news even local news is doing that anymore uh, i've noticed that here where i'm at the uh, local news here in arkansas fort smith and our fort smith channel they're not even here anymore they moved up to fayetteville you know we're the second largest city in arkansas and we're the stepchild uh to the northwest arkansas but i get it. it's heavily populated up there not to mention walmart is based in that area, so they're going to do everything they can to kiss Walmart's behind. You know how that goes. And Walmart's good for Arkansas. But it's not the same as when Sam had it. Sam used to come down here and attend radio events. Uh, I used to be in radio here locally years ago. But Sam Walton used to come down and, you know, go to things we did down here. He, he was part of the community. He drove his pickup truck, brought his dog. You know, he'd be in his overalls. He's just down-home boy. But the college kids they got now, it's all about greed and money. Greed and money. And that that's the way of the world, I guess. Anymore. All right, what else we got going on? I saw something else here. That, uh, now let's talk about rates. Spot rates. Dry bands uh, rates are up 2% from last week. Flat, uh, flat band and reefer holding steady from last week. July drive-in, uh, so far, 275 That's up from 267 a month ago. Now, keep in mind, we're just out now in the middle of of uh, July, so we, you know, this can fluctuate. But as of right now, uh, July drive-in rates are up $0.08 cents a mile from a month ago. 
July flatbed uh, down three cents from June. July reefer up nine cents from June. These are spot rates. Spot rates, of course, what the broker's paying a truck to move low from point A to point B. All right, let's talk about giving quotes as a new broker for a moment. I uh, work with uh, new brokers all the time, and this is, I always get this question, what about, hey, you know, I, I got a potential customer, they, they want me to quote some loads. Well, first of all, let's talk about this. Quoting a load, anybody can quote a load. Anybody can come up with a rate. That's pretty easy to do. All you really need is some type of a rate tool, and if you don't already know, do some simple math, and voila, you got a rate. We go over this in detail on the training, not a big deal. But when you are a brand new broker or broker agent, as far as that goes, you make a sales call and the potential customer says, yeah, how much? Or, you know, I need you to quote me some loads. This, this can be very uh, dangerous on your part. You want to be careful here. Uh, in 20 years, I've seen this over 20 years, well, almost 30 years uh, that I've been in transportation and brokering. I've seen this happen only once, but if it happens once, it can happen again. I think I've talked about this before in a video or podcast uh, in the past, but we're going to talk about it again if I did. I had a client quote a load, the client or the customer wasn't even set up at the brokerage. You know, they asked, you know, the, 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 the broker, they contacted the client, introduced themselves, and the potential customer said, yeah, give me a rate. What's going to be the rate on this move? Well, they figured it out. said, okay, it looks like, you know, probably be able to do it for this much. Well, first of all, the customer's not even set up. They've not been approved. No paperwork's been exchanged. And... Uh, all of a sudden, they, they wanted the load move. You know, they took the quote as a commitment to move the load. I understand where they're coming from to a point, but also they have to understand that, hey, there's a lot to be desired here. You're not set up. We, you, you haven't been approved. You know, we're just talking numbers right now. Uh, a lot of variables can go on. But since that time, I've been advising my clients, especially new brokers, to whenever they quote a load or provide a rate, they make sure they get the customer to understand that, hey, this is not a guarantee I can get a truck, but from what the market is doing at this moment, this is what we're probably looking at as a rate. So that way you have that buffer. You see what I mean? To where it never comes across as committal. Believe me, you never want to commit to a load with a customer unless you know you've got a truck. If you commit to a load, you know, uh, if you commit to a load, the customer expects that load to be picked up. Now, things do happen. We get that. Customers get that, too. It's trucking. Things are going to happen. But never call a customer and tell the customer the truck broke down. Not unless you can prove it. That is the equivalent of telling your teacher when you were in school that the dog ate your homework. It just don't fly. Funny story on that. I had bought a motorcycle. I was living up in Okamogee, Oklahoma at the time. And I had bought a motorcycle, and a buddy and me, uh, we went up to uh, Tulsa. We got up to Tulsa, and what had happened is I had rode my bike up to the, uh, well, I was working a radio station up in Okamogee, 
And the station owner asked me to do him a favor to help somebody move. And so I took my bike up, got the truck, went and helped him move. Well, the, my, the, the, the owner of the radio station, he had a St. Bernard. And I had a paper tag on my bike. I didn't quite, well, it was a brand new bike, paper tag. The dog literally <laughs> chewed up my paper tag, took a big old chunk out of it. And, uh, well, anyway, we were in Tulsa. And I get pulled over and I had to tell the cop, you know, you're not going to believe this. Honestly, the dog ate my tag. Yeah, you know, that went over like a ton of brick. Didn't get no tickets or anything. But anyway, it was a funny story. But uh, the thing is, if a trucking company takes a load from you as a broker, getting back to this, a lot of times, well, not a lot of times, but there are trucking companies that are totally unscrupulous. They will take every load they can find on the load board. They'll call up the broker. Yeah, we'll move that load. We'll take that load. Yeah, we'll do that load. So they may end up four or five, six different loads. And once they get all the loads, they've told brokers they're going to move. Now, it's one truck, mind you. They decide which load they want after they've committed to all, you know, all four or five or however many. And they'll pick up that load, but they won't tell the other brokers that, hey, you know, we're not we're going to fall out. And, you know, that's why you got to follow up. You know, you get a truck to move a load. You got to follow up. You got to follow up to that loads on the truck because you may find that uh, they're not going to show up, even though they told you they show up. Now, in a situation like this, more times than not, the trucking company is going to tell you. My truck broke down. Yeah, the truck broke down. We're not going to be able to pick it up. Now, if the truck actually broke down a scrupulous carrier, uh, a, 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 a carrier with integrity, if their truck breaks down, they're going to tell you, hey, my truck broke down. It looks like it's going to be in the shop this long. As soon as we get out, we can pick up the load. What do you want to do? Okay. They're not going to tell you the truck broke down. They're not going to be able to pick up the load. Truck broke down is the oldest excuse in the book. I'm sure it goes back, you know, 1850s, you know, the telegraph, yeah, my horse died. <laughs> my horse is sick or whatever, you know what I mean? And uh, don't use that excuse. I would, I will not ever, unless I can back it up. And what I mean by back it up, again, if the truck broke down, uh, the trucking company is going to tell me, hey, you know, it's broke down. looks like we're going to be delayed two or three hours. We might be in there this afternoon, if not this afternoon, tomorrow morning for sure. I'll call my customer, let them know. You know, hey, I just got a call from the carrier. Truck broke down. He told me he could be there this afternoon, if not this afternoon. Pick it up in the morning. What do you want to do? All right. that That's usually how that's going to work if it's a real deal. It's these smaller trucking companies they're trying to use a broker as a dispatch service for all their loads those that's usually a lot of times where the trouble comes from and you know if you're one of those companies trucking companies listening to this watching this don't get angry i mean you know you're doing it that's why you need to have your own customers get your own customers matter of fact you know if you're a small trucking company and you don't know how to get your own customers well Hey, you need to check out Taltoa. All right. Uh, yeah, we're going to throw a commercial in here, sort of. But uh, what I'm getting at, this will make sense if you listen to me all the way through. If you're a small trucking company using a broker 100% of the time, you're losing on average three to $500 per week per truck, bottom line. In broker fees, you could be making that much more money. 
Okay, you should be used on a broker for a backhaul only. I uh, was at a motorcycle rally 10 years ago, something like that. Sat down at a table at the uh, uh, rally, and another guy was in there, and we were talking. Hey, what do you do for a living? I thought, oh, boy. And I told him I'm a transportation and logistics consultant. He goes, you deal with big trucks? And I go, yeah. He goes, I'm a big truck driver. And I thought, okay, here we go. <laughs> no more rally. It's going to turn into business. And it did. He had heard somebody tell somebody one time on the radio, there are no such things as a backhaul. And he believed that hook, line, and sinker. Uh, of course there's a backhaul. Unless you're, you know, your company like Schneider, Swift, JB, you can't have customers at every location in the country. You're going to pick out your select customers that you can service. You know, you, there's no sense in having a company, uh, customer if you can't service that customer as a trucking company. So generally what's going to happen, a trucking company is going to find customers near their base of operation, customers that they deal with direct because when they're dealing with the uh, shipper direct or customer direct, they're getting the big bucks. They're able to contract everything, the fuel surcharge, detention time, all that. They're, they're able to get that uh, during the negotiation process. When a big trucking company is dealing with a broker, a broker is a convenience for a trucking company. It's here to provide a service, and that is a backhaul service to get the truck relocated to a destination the trucking company needs that truck to be. Bottom line, normally that's going to be where their customer is. And that always cracks me up whenever I look at the load board and I see trucking companies post their equipment and they put the destination as anywhere. Okay, I know what they're trying to say. You know, hey, we're willing to go anywhere. But, you know, I always tell my clients, too, there should be an asterisk right there. Yeah, we're willing to go anywhere if you pay us enough money. <laughs> you know, because that's what they're looking for. As a broker, when I see a truck that posts anywhere as a destination, that tells me as a broker that truck really doesn't have anywhere to go because if they did, they'd have that location in there. So that's pretty much telling me they don't have customers. They're just willing to go anywhere. So you're going to find if you're a broker trying to negotiate with a trucking company that has anywhere as a destination, it's going to be a little bit uh, one-sided. They're, they're going to want money. They're going to want you to pay them stupid money, what I call it, stupid money. All right. Kind of got off topic of uh, quotes as a new broker, but that hope, hopefully that uh, makes sense to you. Hey, if you got questions, comments, you want to leave a message, you can do that below if you're on YouTube watching this podcast. Uh, if not, uh, you can go to our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. We have uh, forums just about on every page. And as far as that goes, uh, if you can't find a form, just go to the contact page. There'll be a form there you can fill out. <clears throat> you can also email us direct, FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. And... Uh, That'll, you know, I'll see it. Uh, more times than not, we'll send you a reply back. But uh, don't be surprised if your uh, question shows up on a future podcast. You know, we'll, we'll answer it here on the uh, podcast. Uh, scam alert. If you're up in Illinois, be watching this. As for this, police are warning the public not to fall for scam text messages that claim to be issued by the uh, Illinois DOT. 
Police say the scammers will send text while pretending to be uh, Indiana DOT, or I'm sorry, Illinois DOT, in order to trick people into sending sensitive uh, personal data like social security numbers, driver's license numbers, or birth dates. If you get a text from the uh, Illinois Department of Transportation, don't click the links. Matter of fact, don't click the links if you don't know where it's coming from, on anything, email especially. Illinois DOT say they will never reach out for important updates or ask for your private information via text, and I, I, I would assume email as well. Police are also asking the public to warn elderly uh, friends and family members not to fall for scams like this. They say older people are frequently targeted in this type of a scheme, so keep an eye out for it. If you get an uh, Illinois DOT text message, ignore it. Don't click it. Delete it. <laughs> Don't click it. Delete it. Missouri, uh, going up on fuel tax increase, signed into law. Governor Mike Parson. Thank you, Mike. Put his signature on a bill, SB 262, to raise the 17-cent fuel tax rate by 12.5 cents over five years, starting October 1st. Fuel tax is slated to increase two and a half cents each fiscal year until July 1st, 2025, at which time the tax rate will increase. It's going to go up by 73%, go up to 29.5 cents a gallon. This is nuts. This is nuts. Something else here that I thought, no, come on, get real. Oh, here we go. Up in PA. Yep, Pennsylvania. Going to pick on you for a minute. Seems like we're talking a lot about Pennsylvania. Things are, they must be really strapped for cash. And, and it, well, anyway, yeah, I, they want to start charging. Okay, if you order something on the internet, or if you order anything, and it's delivered to your home, you know, in a box, a package, they want to charge you a package fee. Let's see. Uh, officials tasked with finding new ways to pay for repairing the state's roads and bridges are considering a delivery fee or tax for online purchases as one of the suggestions that uh, would head to Governor Wolf. Secretary Yasmin came up with this idea. Similar states' proposals include New York City's $3 per box fee to fund the Metropolitan Transportation Authority, Colorado's proposal of a $0.25 cent flat fee on online purchases delivered by, by vehicle. It's not enough. They got, you know, they're getting their taxes when you order online. Now they, they, they want you to pay for having it delivered to you. Well, who's going to pay this? Of course you are. You order something online, you're going to pay it. It's referred to as an e-commerce convenience fee. The fee, uh, the, yeah, how long do you think it's going to be before the the postal service, if they start doing this, starts to, you know charging you per item of mail you receive? You know, it's not enough that they're. It's nuts. <laughs> it's just nuts. Referred to as an e-commerce convenience fee, the fee focuses on a beneficiary-paid system rather than a user-paid and is gaining traction at the state as well as federal level. But the states included New York, Colorado, <laughs> California being there somewhere probably before too long. You, you can pretty much, you know, 
put a thumbtack on the stage going to do those. But uh, the uh, secretary, uh, let's see, federal level Pennsylvania Transportation Secretary Yasmin, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the last name, Gramian, Gramian, uh, she told members of the Transportation Revenue Options Commission at its uh, June 24th meeting, she says this approach recognizes that in our modern economy, there are many beneficiaries who are not users of the national highway system, but are definitely dependent on it. It argues and recognizes that many who would benefit from our transportation system do not pay for its upkeep or improvements. Well, no, that's, you know, UPS pays taxes, big trucks pay taxes, FedEx pays taxes, the taxes were paid when the item was bought. I mean, this is just nuts. It's just, you know, you know, these politicians that are doing, I'm going to get on my soapbox here, so get ready. These politicians that come up with these lame brain ideas, you know, they're making six-digit incomes probably, and I'm being very conservative on that amount. I'm sure it's a lot more. But at least six-digit incomes where they don't worry about money. But people like you and me, you know, okay, come on, really? I got, okay, I bought the item. I'm paying taxes. I paid for shipping, which goes to paying for the road and fuel taxes. I, 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 and now I got to pay a penalty because I ordered the item and had it delivered. What happens if you order it and just deliver it to the store? I, I, it just don't make sense to me. But a lot of things going on in, I, in this world doesn't make sense. I wonder if my parents felt this way. You know, I think the world's changing faster here in the last 10 years than it has any point in history. It's just nuts. Okay, we're about to wrap this up this week. We're at uh, 30 minutes, so... There are some things here we'll talk about. Hey, Kraft, uh, thank, this has nothing to do with transportation, but it, things you might want to know. Kraft, they are collaborating with Van Leeuwen. I guess they are an ice cream maker. We don't get that brand here in this part of the world. So if I pronounced it wrong, I apologize. But they're talking about a limited edition, and it will be limited edition. Mac and cheese ice cream flavor. That's just weird. But then again, you know, salt and sweet kind of does, you know. But anyway, be looking for that, I guess. Coca-Cola Zero Sugar hits stores next month. And I think I've had one. I think we got some out in the refrigerator. I'll have one every once in a while. Uh, they claim this diet drink tastes even more like the sugar-loaded original. Now, if it's what we got, and I, sh I should have got a can of it maybe next week if I remember it, I will. It's uh, zero sugar. Matter of fact, they gave it to us. I think uh, we ordered, you know, we went, went and ordered three or four cases of Coke, you know, st to store at the uh, office here. And uh, I think we got a free case of it, you know, kind of a, here, try this. And the, uh, I, I first tasted it. When you first taste it, you know, you take that big drink. Yeah, you get that Coca-Cola burn. You, you know what I mean? You feel it, you know, that Coca-Cola burn. And that's how you know you got a good can of Coke. You know, it's got that Coca-Cola burn. But boy, did it have aftertaste. Not 
not as bad as some drinks I've had in the past, but it did it. You, you know, after you got that, that that first burn down, it uh, you could definitely tell it wasn't sugar that was making it sweet. Here's something scary. This is started in France. They're uh, going to require a health pass. Yep, an ID that proves you've got the vaccine. You're going to need that to be able to get into bars and restaurants or even on a plane. Hate to think that's going to happen in this country, but that might be where we're headed. Millions or millions. Miles of uh, L.A. beaches, Los Angeles area beaches closed. 17 million gallon sewage spill. How do you how do you spill 17 million gallons of sewage? Hmm. Well, I think the uh, U.S. government. I know somebody up there has a uh, control over that kind of stuff. I know that because uh, the city I'm in, Fort Smith, Arkansas. Yeah, we uh, this city got you know hit with a multi-million dollar fine, and this city's not even a hundred thousand people. And how many people in L.A. area? You know, I wonder what kind of fine they will get. All right. Uh, one more thing, then we'll call it a day. Uh, sleeping with the TV on <laughs> might cause you to gain weight. No kidding. This is a study done uh, by JAMA uh, Internal Medicine. It's a, a magazine published by the American Medical, Medical Association. So take heed. Anyway, uh, this recent study found that women who slept near the artificial light of a lamp or a TV uh, were more likely to be overweight than women who slept in the dark. And those who continued to sleep exposed to light were 17% more likely to gain weight. Now, you may think, no, that's nuts, but let me finish here. It kind of makes sense. Sleeping near light can alter the body's 24-hour clock. That's going to cause your hormones and other biological processes to be kind of screwed up because it's sensing the light. And because of that being screwed up, it's going to affect uh, your appetite and weight gain because it's, it's not doing what it should be doing, it, you know, that your body does when it's sleeping. So suggestions by the AMA or the article anyway, published by the AMA, Make your room as dark as possible at bedtime. It's also a good idea to put away bright handheld screens an hour beforehand so those devices won't make it harder to nod off. I guess they're talking about cell phones and stuff. Speaking of which, where is mine? Oh well, not that important. I'll find it in a minute. So keep that in mind, you know. If you go, if you sleep with the TV on, turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> That's all I got to say. All right. That's going to wrap up uh, today's this week's Freight Broker TV podcast, video podcast, if you're watching it on YouTube, how you doing, or on The Insider. Go have a good week, what's left of it, and I will talk to you uh, next Wednesday if all goes right. Take it easy.